I'm gonna be quick on this one because the Marlins just need to appreciate what they have. I'm A.T. Werdahl, the host of Big Fish Small Pod here on the Fish Stripes Podcast Network. Uh, here with you this postseason every Friday for, you know, about a 10-minute little podcast. Hope you're aboard for the ride. Um, quickly, where I'm at with just this postseason is uh, a bit, like, stagnant. I'm feeling very just almost indifferent to it. Uh, looking at the teams in this, like, league championship series set after the uh, National League Division Series concluded last night with a 2-1 Dodgers victory over the San Francisco Giants in Game 5 of that series. It's looking more and more like there's just stability at the top in baseball. The Braves, the Dodgers, the Astros, they were all in the League Championship Series last year. Three of the four teams are returning. Three of the four teams out of 30 are returning to the same spot in the postseason. And it's, I mean, to be honest, it's been like that. Uh, The Dodgers have been, you know, perennial contenders. It's, I mean, a dynasty going on in LA. But on top of that, you have the Red Sox even returning after, you know, winning the World Series a few years back, trading away Mookie Betts to those aforementioned Dodgers giving themselves, like, I guess a year to, like, recover from that self-imposed thing they did. But they're, you know, back in it. The Astros, another team that just really broke it down, just, like, dismantled the roster and rebuilt it fully, you know, intelligently, like, as far as, like, analytics are concerned. Um, Perhaps, you know, I mean, obviously the Astros... I think we all think that they have a bit of a hole in their approach. But the fact is that they still have, like, a collective amount of great talent. And some baseball players that have been with them for a while, like Jose Altuve, has basically been the face of the Astros for, like, a decade. It's that sort of continuity that holds teams together. You need people to be good at baseball, you need to understand the game at its heights. You have to be able to, uh, like, reach those heights while playing consistent baseball for 162 games. Consistent winning baseball. It's a tall order because you need players to reach a physical height, like a, like a, like a violent physical height, like just the swing or a, a pitch. That's a lot of force on your body. And you need to repeat it over and over again. It makes, like, all the sense in the world why being at the top of the sport would be so difficult. But it's hard to admit to ourselves that being at the top of the sport is not a lot. Um, There's not a lot of people there. Uh, Year to year, there's a lot of stability. This is a Marlins podcast. Mostly what I'm interested in is... The Marlins winning the World Series, appreciating what they have and reaching that, like, height that they haven't been able to uh, without, you know, much regularity. We had 2003, uh, 1997, and kind of like 2020, you know, I was like, that was fun. I, I had a fun year. I liked that. That was a great, like, offseason. That was a great postseason. Um, 
really good timing for it too. It was, you know, just a good time to be a fan. So what I'm looking for as a fan is for more good times to be a fan. It's not, <laughs> I'm not breaking any new ground by saying that. What I do think though, is that we're looking at a Marlins team setting out on an important off season. I'm obviously on Twitter. I, I, I read what other people write. I hear what other people are saying. Um, everyone seems to be saying that this Marlins team needs to make like some changes to get to the point that they want. Um, and that's like a consensus thought. Uh, talking about like a catcher, talking about a center fielder, talking about potentially like another outfield bat, uh, that like type of player, just like another solid hitter. I've even heard like, like Chris Bryant's name like thrown around as like a fit for that. So in my mind, I'm loosening up that like third base spot uh, in some like positional play. Uh, loosening up third base because, you know, Brian Anderson could pick up in right. Uh, certainly has the precedent. And what I want to assert now is that talking about the Marlins, talking about appreciating what they have, they need to commit to their roster like as it exists. There's a lot of just uncertainty over this offseason, specifically with the December 1st CBA, just possibility of who knows what in baseball. There could be anything. There's been a lot of discontent among the players, among like just different like advocacy groups too, about just like the way things are. So we can expect some change. Uh, maybe that just means the DH. That's like a maybe that means like a lower, well, a higher minimum wage. Maybe it means some different structure as far as like arbitration years or free agent years or a restructuring of the draft like there's so many possibilities you can't know what's going to happen next so what you need to do is you need to know where you are you need to make sure that the people who are counting on you like know that you they have your consideration and support as baseball players trying to reach ridiculous physical heights sustainably over a season, doing incredible off-season work, at least like if you're gonna improve as a player, you are doing incredible off-season work. So what you need to do now, what in my mind is like the first step of where this Marlins off-season is at, before looking around, I mean, maybe you are scouting already, uh, you should be looking at video getting all those thoughts together, figuring out where you want to go out, what you want to look at, who you want to like try to like, you know, just check in with, see what they might sign for. Just all of those casual things. We had a great highlight when like Razael Iglesias, the uh, like hard throwing reliever, said he would sign with the Marlins for like a, a $10 million contract for one year it's like that's like great praise it's like good that like okay so the marlins are seen as a legitimate organization by potential free agents but like the guy's not saying he's gonna take a discount he's still looking for 10 million dollars as a reliever a high price to pay so the marlins looking at their roster consolidating where they're at what you have to look at is sandy alcantara who's been great he's deserving of like a long-term contract 
he's due for arbitration, so there's certainly room to negotiate in that immediately. Brian Anderson as well. He had, like, yeah, he's had a down year. Um, really uncertain. Really, like, who knows what's going to happen next. What could happen in arbitration is ugh, an, an ugly battle. You want to avoid that. You don't want to take, like, anyone to arbitration if you can avoid it. So what you'd be looking to do is, like, offer good supportive deals. Maybe you give Brian Anderson a two-year deal. Uh, just saying, like, hey, you might be in right field. Um, we still believe in you. But, hey, just so you know, um, maybe Pablo deserves something like that. Maybe, I mean, he couldn't be in right field, but he's another player that's been good for years. The thing is, when you build your roster, you don't want to, like, get in the position where you have some people, like, pinched out just by, like, a raise, um, or just, a, like, a, a bunch of, like, backloaded contracts that all, like, hit up in the same spot, so you should be, like, diversifying what you're trying to do as far as extending what you've got. Even with, like, Jesus Aguilar, Garrett Cooper, Jesus Aguilar, like, he could be due for, like, seven, eight million. Really depends, but that's a guy where it looks like there might be some redundancy at first base and potentially DH with, like, Cooper... Diaz, Aguilar, but you don't want to give away a good hitter. You don't want to just, you don't even want to trade away a good hitter. You want to have good people on your team. So you need to consolidate around that. Like, Hender Hazes Aguilar, a contract, Cooper as well. Maybe something opens up later in the offseason where there's room for like a trade or something if you like think there's so much redundancy. Um, to me, there isn't at all. Even if one of them just is a great bench bat in the eighth inning when you need it on a, a Tuesday in May, that's, like, outstanding. And that gives you another gear to go to in the playoffs if you could have, like, a Garrett Cooper come up on the bench or Jesus Aguilar or any amount of those players, even with, like, Brian De La Cruz filling in at DH. There's an absolute to work with with this Marlins team but there needs to be that commitment to them that you're working with them and then going to sign free agents and maybe trade for some like big talent but it has to come from that place of support not in that place of just replacement that like poisonous mentality that has been floating around, I mean, in part because of the analytics movement, talking about, like, replacement value, uh, assigning a distinctly different level or attitude about a major league baseball player. Um, the reality with all of them, you're looking at an amazing athlete. Um, and with the very best, you're looking at just, like, star talent. At this point in the offseason, it should all be appreciated.